Hello and welcome to the fourth down fiasco. Before we get into this week's episode, we want to shed light on the shooting that occurred this Wednesday in Kansas City at the Chiefs Super Bowl celebration, which at the time of this recording has taken the lives of two people and injured 22 more, including several children. While we are a football podcast, this directly affects the community of people that we seek to connect with. And at some point, this violence has to stop. We're not going to sit up here and debate what response should be taken as we ourselves are not experts in this field. But we do want to acknowledge this tragedy and say that some sort of change needs to take place as this is the second mass shooting to occur during a sports parade within the past calendar year. Our thoughts and prayers are with the families affected along with the Kansas City community as a whole. And I hate even having to say thoughts and prayers because at some point only actions can fix this issue. But at this moment in time, that's uh, that's really just all that we can offer as podcasters. So thank you. Let's get to the show. Down Fiasco, your go-to podcast for an in-depth exploration of all things football. Each week, we dissect the highs and lows of last week's games, offering expert analysis, yeah, I said it, player insight, and memorable moments. I am the man with the 101 degree fever, Jordan Pryor, and with me are the rising stars of the podcasting industry. The man who only had four less yards than George Kittle on Sunday, Danny Weber, and the man who lost us our betting sponsorships, Tanner Vinsky. Say hello to the people, y'all. Hey, hey. Hello. The rundown of today's podcast is very simple. Today, we're only talking about the Super Bowl. We're going to recap it. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter pod since that's really all that there is to talk about. And then we will follow up with just a little bit of spicy news of what we plan to do for the offseason as well. So as always, we ask you rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, share it with your friends, and follow us on social media. We are at fourthdown underscore pod on Twitter or X if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, and at fourth down fiasco on TikTok and Instagram. With that, it's fourth down and goal to go. The last fourth down of the 2023-2024 NFL season. Are we going to win today, y'all? Do we have Christian McCaffrey or not? All I heard was, if Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) Do do we have Christian McCaffrey or not? There we go. There we go. Uh, you know, fumbles happen, but, you know, a lot, of, a lot of yards were gained. But let's dive into the Super Bowl where the Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 in a thrilling overtime game. Personal biases aside, I thought this was a damn good Super Bowl. I'm in the same boat. I, I really liked um, just how close and competitive it was. There was a lot of um, – there's a lot of back and forth. I mean, really, it felt like anybody's game um, going into the fourth and overtime, which is great. I mean, there was a little bit of a lead in the third quarter, but it always kind of felt like that wasn't going to last. Um, and, yeah, I mean, 
just seeing Patrick Mahomes on the final drive in an overtime just further shows how ahead of the rest of the competition he is at quarterback. And, you know, when you watch those last two drives, it really felt like, yeah, the, the Chiefs are walking away with this one. Yeah, yeah, I think we were all sitting there. Keep it close, yeah. yeah, we were all sitting there and we're like, yeah, the 49ers kicked the field goal instead of getting a touchdown. There were, what, like two minutes left on the clock or something like that. We all just kind of looked at each other. We're like, all right, good game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just kind of knew. I mean, Patty was making it making it happen through the air. He was making it happen with the run. I mean, he, he gouged them for some pretty good runs, um, especially in like the fourth and in overtime. Uh, I think about that. Uh, what was that? Fourth and like three uh, in overtime where he just took it and ran and got like a good like 15, 20 yards. So, I mean, Patty was doing the damn thing. Yeah. Um, he was doing what he needed to do. He yeah. was a Chiefs leading rusher, so he definitely was uh, <laughs> contributing. <laughs> I, I, I think it's funny looking back at last week's pod. Uh, the our keys to victory both for both teams. They neither neither team listened to us. <laughs> uh, Pacheco did not have a good game. Christian McCaffrey had he, he had a good receiving game. I don't think he had a particularly great rushing game. He had a couple of big runs. Uh, he was great in the pass game in the short pass game, yeah. but and you know yeah i just they didn't they didn't listen to us the experts <laughs> yeah the so-called experts did not get listened to yeah and that that was, that was the problem granted i do want to say i was the one who said that kansas was going to win hey i said the chiefs were going to win two weeks ago yeah well. and you cheered for the 49ers the entire just because i cheered for the 49ers didn't mean i didn't pick the chiefs to win i just didn't want them to win <laughs> Weird flex, brother. Weird flex. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess I'm the only one that's wrong. All yep. right. You're the only one that's wrong. <laughs> and you cost hey, us you get every sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we were right there. You just had to get one more game right and bet online or somebody was going to be like, hey, we want to sponsor y'all. But now, now that's in the trash. So thanks, Tanner. We appreciate you for that. Yep. It's okay. It keeps me up at night. Yeah, it should. I'm, sure you ha- it how many times did you say don't bet against Patty Mahomes? And then you said, you know what? In the biggest game of the season, I'm going to bet against Patty Mahomes. <laughs> never said I was smart. <laughs> said I was an expert, but I never said I was smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But I, uh, saw, I saw an interesting stat. So, okay. In the, the three years the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl, they have their offensive line have been one of the most penalized offensive line units in the NFL. However, in all three Super Bowls that the Chiefs have won, do you know how many combined holding penalties there were in all three games? Zero. Zero. Not a single holding call. I forgot to make it again. Zero holding calls on the most penalized offensive line in the league. The bet's gonna be, gr- or the uh, bit's gonna be great once you get that tinfoil hat going. That's gonna. I'm just hey, gonna I mean, I, d- I definitely did see a couple of uh, uh, replays oh, where I was like, oh, that's a wild yeah. penalty right there that wasn't called. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Now, I will say on the flip side of things, since we're talking about offensive lines, uh, Trent Williams was getting absolutely torched the entire game. As a Cowboys fan, I love to see that. You know, I'm just out here drinking the haterade. But uh, yeah, Trent Williams was not about that life on Sunday. Um, I saw multiple times where, you know, you had some corners that were able to get around him. I saw, uh, I, I forget which of the linebackers it was for KC, but I saw someone actually like truck him <laughs> to get some pressure on Brock Purdy. And uh, yeah. yeah. Wasn't his best game, you know, the, the holes weren't quite there for McCaffrey. I think that that's the reason why, you know, he was averaging less than four yards a, a carry. Um, yeah, yeah. I, that, that uh, 49ers offensive line didn't look quite as good as they normally. Maybe that's why they didn't run the ball at all in the third quarter. <laughs> With their nine plays that they decided to run. Yeah, you have the best running back in the NFL, and you have a lead, and you're not going to try and kill time to any degree. That's no. crazy. Especially what we saw them do in overtime. Like, they only used McCaffrey in overtime. Yeah, and by and by that point, it was like, well, duh, this is what you're going to do. Whereas I, I feel like they abandoned the script too early, and then whenever they should have abandoned the script is when they didn't. So yeah. just uh, – I think Kyle Shanahan gets a little too into his own head sometimes. And I think that the three Super Bowl, now three Super Bowl losses that he has are really starting to affect some of the harder decisions that you have to make over the course of the game. Yeah. And, um, it's it's similar in a way to like whenever we were examining how Dan Campbell made all the wrong decisions in the Lions loss. It kind of felt similar. Where it was like you should have done the exact opposite in every situation that you made a big call in almost. Mm-hmm. So it it didn't seem like they used Ayuk or Kittle that much either. Like I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't I don't remember either of them really. Kittle had four yards. Yeah. Like his only big play was called back. Yeah. <laughs> and then like Ayuk, your fastest player on the field doesn't touch the ball really. I don't know what his stat line was, but he didn't seem like a big factor in the game at all. Three for forty nine. Christian McCaffrey is their leading receiver. Wow. Ayuk actually had more yards than I thought he did. It didn't even you, feel like he had that many. You have an offensive wide receiver core of, of Samuel, Ayuk, Kittle, and Jennings, and Christian McCaffrey is your leading wide receiver? I mean, it is it is CMC. Still. But yeah, no, I mean, still. The Ray Ray, yeah. the Ray, Ray McLeod disrespect is insane. My bad, sorry. And their punt returner, <laughs> Ray Ray McLeod, who did not clear the punting area when he needed to and let the punt yeah. hit off the back big, of the foot. I mean, a big reason why they lost the game. Is I mean, that? that a huge swing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the like, turnovers. I mean, I, I saw something crazy. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs fumbled five times and recovered four of them. That is crazy. Nuts. That is nuts. Yeah. You have to and play perfect I, against Kansas City, and the 49ers did not. Correct. And and that's a big thing that, you know, people are going to harp on with Kyle Shanahan a lot. I mean – Yes, the way he's been handling leads and the way he manages games typically fall apart towards the latter half of the game, and that's definitely a trend that needs to stop. But, I mean, he's lost three Super Bowls, and it was one to Tom Brady and two to Patrick Mahomes. And when, you know, you're a great coach and you keep running into the best two coaching quarterback duos of all time every time you make it to the big dance, I mean, there's... 
it's it's i mean it's it's not excusable for shanahan to not be able to conquer those moments but it makes sense that he hasn't been able to thus far yeah i mean yeah and it, it further perpetuates just how good this combo of andy reed and patrick mahomes are i mean it's it's like watching tom brady and bill belichick again in a lot of ways i mean you know we said it like when we saw patrick mahomes in the ball gown uh, on that final drive in the in the fourth we we're like all right yeah they're gonna tie this game up and then as soon as he caught it again after the 49ers kicked the field goal in overtime we're like yeah chiefs are winning this i mean like there's no yeah. if you give mahomes you know. the opportunity to win he's going to win yeah I, I, and yeah. the only way you beat mahomes is if you don't allow him an opportunity to win the game yeah i, I don't know what kyle hannishan was thinking in overtime first you take the ball with, and you didn't tell your team about the new rules that's weird and then you're marching down the field and you have fourth and three at your own seven yard line and you kick a field goal to give the ball back to yeah. Patrick Mahomes well it's not the 49ers fault I mean they, they learned the overtime rules at the same time as Ice Spice so that's true <laughs> but Kyle Hannah, but okay Sorry, Danny. Just real quick, it, the fact that all like all you know, three hundred million fans that are watching the Super Bowl knew the overtime rules, but they didn't. That is, it's crazy. It, it, Even the ref yeah. was confused. He was like, "Did you? You said you, you wanted want the ball? You wanted the <laughs> <Yeah>. first? <laughs> okay." <Question mark. laughs> it's like, I also don't understand how they were like. It's one of those things, too, where even with the old overtime rules, if they would have played out the exact same way, they still would have lost, you know? Yeah. yeah. And like the old overtime the rules, like, you need the touchdown to win on the first drive. Yeah. So settling for the field goal, you still knew, oh, well, Patrick Mahomes drives his ball down, we lose. Yeah. And I mean, that, does, that didn't old, change with the new overtime rules. Well, if they had the old rules, would Kyle Shanahan be like, you know what, let's go for it on fourth and three. <sighs> let's risk that touchdown. Yeah, like, maybe. I don't. But, it's, who knows, dude? It, still, it's you're still giving Mahomes the oh, opportunity you, to win the game. Do you know? not. Like you it's just the Super Bowl. You got to go for you it. You should man. put it yeah. in your own hands. Like you know, you're going to lose if you don't make it. You have a shot at winning if you do. Just go and for it. Andy, and didn't Andy Reid say at the end of the game that if the 49ers scored, they were going to go down and go for the two point? Yeah, they they, they said gonna... that. They said that before week one. They're like, this is the overtime rules that we're going to follow. Is if we get the ball second, we're going for two. Yeah. Respect. And the thing is, is with the Chiefs, you know they're going to convert that two point. Oh, they have, like, yeah, they, they have some stupid play that will just work to perfection. Yeah. Travis Kelsey yeah. would like f- do a flip over Patrick Mahomes. Shield somebody. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. A, a, a big fallout of the Super Bowl loss by the 49ers, though, is that Steve Wilkes got fired. I don't know if you guys saw that this morning. I did. I did yeah. Yeah. No. I, uh, I I hope that the Cowboys uh, may make a move there. That'd be that'd be <laughs> nice. I, I'd I'd be okay with that personally. <laughs> but it's one of those things with the 49ers loss where, you know, we were mentioning it um, earlier. It's just that this is this is starting to feel like the window's closing for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, next year they probably still got a shot. I don't think anybody's really coming off the books. That's too important. I don't think this is going to be a huge overturn, but. I mean, after this, yeah. you know, then you're getting into, do we extend Brock Purdy? And then we're putting a bunch of money there yeah. and then more pieces are going to start falling out. And, you know, it's, I think next year, I would not be shocked to see the 49ers back in the Super Bowl at all. But after that, it's going to be really hard to keep thinking that 
they're going to get theirs, you know, because we always say that after the end of every every Super Bowl loser. I mean, we even said it to Philly last year. We're like, yeah. oh, Philly's going to make it back. He'll be fine. And look yeah. at Philly now. Yeah. Jalen Carter's making death threats towards 49ers players. Well, Mr. Random well, actually, Stack their families. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Random Stack guy over here. Um, any quarterback that has lost their first Super Bowl has never gone on to win a Super Bowl. So that is bad of news course you for have the that Eagles <laughs> and Bengals fans and now the 49ers fans. So Lamar Jackson's playing 40 chess, just don't make it to the Super Bowl and he can't lose it, you know? <laughs> No, I was, I was actually just about to say that about Dak. I was like, see, yeah, yeah we're good. You just have to win the first one. If Dak can still win the Super Bowl, guys. Yeah, <laughs> he can still win the Super Bowl because we've never been. Wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. But I mean, honestly, though, yeah, it, it the clock for the 49ers is, is ticking because as soon as – Purdy is off the rookie deal. He's going to command a top five salary because, uh, I mean, every quarterback that puts up, you know, top fringe top 10 stats by the time paycheck paid. time rolls around, they're getting paid. <laughs> you know, and we, we see we see that every year. There's always quarterbacks that you just look at and you're like, really, you paid him how much? But that's just that's just what the market for quarterbacks is. And so once Brock Purdy is asking for, you know, forty five million dollars a year, which, you know, it, it's not that crazy to ask for these days you're not going to be able to have the same level of talent on the field you know because right now i mean you've got guys like i mean we could list a ton of great players on the 49ers like bosa and chase young and debo and cmc and all these other guys who command a ton of money and once you start paying brock that kind of money at least two of those dudes you're not going to be able to pay well here's a question so if we we can see that in Shanahan's system that you just kind of need a packet, pocket passer just to be able to throw those five, ten yard throws. And if you can throw big, yeah. Do they not re-sign Purdy and just draft or pick up a quarterback that can just sit in the pocket and throw ten yards? You could keep argue the money that, somewhere but else? but think about the Forty ers before they got Purdy. Like they went to the, the Super Bowl between. <laughs> But think of the quarterback play between Kaepernick and Brock Purdy. It has been rough for the 49ers. Garoppolo didn't play horribly. But Garoppolo is dog water. (laughs) He got them winning records. (laughs) Yeah, but Shanahan's a magician. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I don't – but I don't think that you want to go back to risking – we're going to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> you know, like, you don't yeah. want to put yourself in that position. Because, again, I don't think Brock Purdy is a top 10 guy. Yeah. I think he's a fringe top 15 guy in the league. Yeah. And that's that's better than what they've had. And I don't think you give that up if you're the 49ers. Because QB purgatory is tough. I mean, think about the Broncos mm-hmm. over the last like 10 years since Peyton Manning retired. The Browns think about the since Bears, 1984. The Jets, like the Jets, the Browns. I mean, even the Colts since Andrew Luck has retired. I mean, now it seems like it's finally going to work out with Anthony Richardson, but again, that's mm-hmm. too early to say. Yeah. I mean, Texans pre CJ Stroud. Yeah, know? like te- well, they had Deshaun for a little while when he was actually he took him to the playoffs b- 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 before he was uh, doing uh, illegal hey, things. Hey, don't yeah. don't disrespect Brock Osweiler like that one. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> or they had Osweiler and didn't they have uh, uh, T J Yates baby T J Yates yeah, yeah. Mills. Yeah. Ryan 
what was his name? Was it Ryan Mallett? Something like that. Who was? Oh no, Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub oh, was their best quarterback yeah. before Matt Schaub. Oh yeah, I forgot about Schaub. He he yeah. was real up and down. I think if you, Ryan... could, if you could figure out what week he would go off, he was great in fantasy. But it was, was either you got thirty points from him or you got like negative five. You know, there was yeah. there was not a whole lot of in between for Schaub. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know that it, that really just leads to a lot of questions for the 49ers cuz Tanner, I think that you're right as far as the, you pick a quarterback who you think's going to pan out and then they don't and it, it it's brutal to recover from that. And you know, it takes a good 3 4 5 years cuz you you know, you always want to stick by your pick and organizations I feel like are a little slower to move on from quarterbacks than they are from other positions. Um I mean, because think about, there's so much chemistry that comes from it. What about Trey well, Lance? Think about how lucky they got. Well, that's what I'm saying. Think about how lucky they got that they got Brock Purdy. Because imagine yeah. if they didn't get Brock Purdy and they took that Trey Lance pick, and they're probably starting Trey Lance right now and sitting there and being like, it's got to click. Hopefully this is going to work. We're going to go until the end of his rookie contract. And he might just be terrible. Or they could have played Sam Darnold. I wish we would have seen more of Trey Lance. <laughs> I, I wish we could see Trey Lance in the NFL. I'm not saying he's going to be good or anything, but I just wish we saw more. But if he didn't get a shot in San Francisco, like that's – Yeah. I I don't know, man. Like Trey Lance probably sucks. Well, he might might just play a different style of play too. They they wanted Sam Darnold as a backup more than him. Like – But Zach Wilson's still quarterback? Like, is he worse than I Zach Trey Wilson? Lance is probably better. I mean, Trey Lance is probably better than Zach Wilson, but, but that is a low I mean, bar. The Jets, Jared the Hall. Jets are like, I don't know. The Jets are just like actually inept. You know, like I, I can't really like. You know, you can't look at the Jets and be like, man, this guy's starting. Like, it's like the Jets will start the fucking like subway driver. You know, they'll start the guy that like fucking like runs the trains in New York, and they're like, yo, this guy. Great. I saw him at a at like a barbecue the other week. He could throw it like a solid ten yards. We could probably start him, you know. Like <laughs> yeah. that's the Jets organization's like fo. Like that's how they operate. That's true. Oh yeah, the the, the bodega roster. The bodega the roster. Bodega roster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I think something else that uh, kind of went a little under the radar from this game. Um, you know, obviously Patty had a real good game through the air, but man, he was making some plays with his feet. And uh, you know, I think about like that. Uh, what was it? Fourth and three during overtime and him just taking off like that was huge um and he was i mean he's he was their leading rusher i believe uh pacheco was ass pacheco was absolute ass the whole game he had Uh, a couple good plays but then he fumbled in the red zone which ended up not really yeah but yeah yeah after that massive i mean that was a crazy pass between two defenders and honestly patty's lucky that uh um, i don't know who the underneath defender was but if he would have actually like had his head on uh, (laughs) on a swivel probably would have gotten there and and at least tipped it or something but but yeah you you get to like the seven yard line and then you fumble in the super you cannot do that well the the 49ers are the same but he got bailed out yeah the 49ers is exact same thing yeah, the, the difference is, is you know, whenever CMC fumbles, Purdy can't really bail him out the same way that if Pacheco fumbles, you got the best quarterback in the league to bail you out. Yeah. <laughs> There's levels. Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. Uh, but 
But yeah, overall, I thought it was a I thought it was a great Super Bowl, even aside from um, the actual game itself. I, I thought that the game was exciting, but the commercials were a little bit funnier this year. I feel like uh, in recent years, the commercials haven't been very good at yeah. the Super Bowl. And this year there were some funny ones. I loved the Usher halftime show. Uh, yeah. I, I y'all saw me. I was out there singing all the songs. <laughs> SpongeBob and Pratt, Patrick were pretty good commentators. Oh, dude, the Nickelodeon call was great. Oh, they Way better than Romo and Nance. Fire lines. Making fun of oh uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah. Making oh, fun yeah. of Texas. We're saying they need a map to the end zone. Oh, oh I forgot Firmly about grasp it. DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah. Firmly grasp it. He just fumbled. No, the Nickelodeon broadcast was, was one of the greatest things I've ever witnessed. And... I, it was way better than it's you know it might sound ridiculous to say but it was like actually just like better like commentary and like importance to the game than like yeah. jim nance and tony romo's Do- one was Doodle Bob i don't know if you saw the, the final screen. i don't know if you saw the final call for tony romo in like when the chiefs yep. got that like overtime touchdown tony romo was like mumbling about some random shit yeah they're trying to call the play as the play's running and then like he kind of like is talking a little bit as McCall Hardman gets the overtime touchdown. Jim Nance is doing his best to try to save it. Yeah. And then he just starts going on yeah. about how you're looking at your future three time or uh, three P Kansas city chiefs, like for next year, like we, already saying that the chiefs are going to the super bowl next year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, like Jim Nance was like jackpot Kansas city, blah, blah, blah. And then he paused like, cause he normally does that. Let's the crowd take over. Let you, feel like you're there and then jim then tony romo's like that's the kansas city special he's like they drew that one up that was deep in their bag it's like dude be quiet (laughs) and if you watch the if you watch the nickelodeon pod uh broadcast you see (laughs) spongebob and patrick announcing it and they're like hyped up and it's awesome yeah they're lit they're (laughs) like yeah spongebob's like touchdown and like yeah and there's a slime going and everything it's like (laughs) way better experience yeah (laughs) Oh. I, I, I can never watch the Super Bowl the same way. From now on, it has to be the Nickelodeon Super Bowl. As, hope, as long as I Tony Romo's not I, announcing. Yeah, hopefully yeah. Tony Romo's out of a job next, next season. We'll see. But yeah, if, if the Nickelodeon Super Bowl's back next year. Oh, yeah. So. Run me that crossed. again. We're running Fingers back. crossed. Yeah, I don't think uh, Romo probably won't lose his job until Dak Prescott becomes a color commentator, and then he'll probably take Romo's job. It's the circle of life. Do you know what's sad? Greg Olson is losing his commentator job, and he's really good at it. And he, Greg Olson's good. Yeah, in my opinion, he's the best player to commentator that there is, yeah. at least right now. You know, it We just, haven't heard Brady yet. But. No, but I don't know how you sign a – yes, he's the greatest quarterback but how do you sign him to a $275 million deal before letting him even commentate a game? Like, what if he just can't do it? It'll, it'll bring it'll bring them money somehow, some way. I, I don't Maybe. I don't know. They're going to watch football anyways. People don't tune in because of the commentators. People turn away because I mean, of the commentators. I, I, yeah, that's why we watch the Nickelodeon <laughs> Super Bowl instead. <laughs> Oh my gosh, can you wow. hear my dogs? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Fun. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna oh, mute my no. mic. Yeah, go for it. What other words do you have to say, Tanner, about the game? 
don't know. I I thought it was I liked it a lot, honestly. I since post two thousand, I'm not sure if it cracks top five, but I think it's definitely in the conversation. I don't think it's top three. I think as much as I hated twenty eight to three because I could not stand the Patriots at the time, yeah. that easily is has to be number one since two thousand. Yeah, one, um, of the, one of the Giants I, ones has to be up there too. Just that helmet catch and yeah, that sideline catch. One. Oh helmet gosh. catch, yeah. yeah. I would say 2007 Giants beating the undefeated Patriots. I mean, yeah. that was crazy. That That's was one wild. Yeah. I think there's an argument for the Malcolm Butler interception game oh, yeah. as well. That was a crazy back into the Super Bowl. My personal favorite, just super biased, but I think was also a really good game, was the Cardinals Steelers Super Bowl. I mean, you had a 99 yard pick six in that game. I guess Larry Fitzgerald true. looked like the most like dominant wide receiver I've ever seen. Like it was one of the best playoff performances by a wide receiver I've seen yeah. in my life. Like Larry Fitzgerald was just torching the Steelers. You had the final drive by Big Ben and the San Antonio Holmes cat or yeah, San Antonio Holmes catch like on just yeah. crazy like that that game was insane. Like yeah. that, the Saints. So that's Colts, another one. Saints Colts with the onside kick to begin the second half was a good that was game. A pretty as cool well. one too. So I don't know if it cra- yeah, I probably doesn't crack top five, but I think it you can make an argument for top ten. Yeah, yeah. I, I I give it I I rate it like an eight out of ten. It was a hell of a lot better than um that thirteen to three Patriots over Rams Super Bowl from twenty nineteen. I'll that tell you that brutal. much. That was the worst sucked. halftime show ever, too. Yeah, we were oh sitting gosh, there, yeah. Dorm Tanner and I, just watching it, wanting to scoop our eyeballs out. It, it's so bad. So Sarah doesn't like football like at all. And that was the first Super Bowl she ever watched. And I had like begged her to go to the Super Bowl party. I was like, I was like, the Super Bowl is so much fun. You know, I was like, it's always, it's oh, always no. the best game of the year. And then, yeah, it was 13 to three and the most boring Super Bowl ever. And it, she refuses to watch a, another Super Bowl since. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, what was it? 10, three at halftime for this one. Like yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was definitely was, a defensive It was battle. zero zero after the first quarter. But at least the first half was like interesting defense. It wasn't just like a punt fest. Like there was yeah. actually kind of big plays happening. There was yeah, there were fumbles and yeah. Like, it was it was an interesting defensive battle, and yeah. then it kind of I I would say the only weak spot from this Super Bowl would be the third quarter. Like yeah. the third quarter didn't. It, it, have anything. I feel it like I moved me. Like I feel like we blinked and we missed the third quarter. Yeah. yeah, like I don't remember the third quarter at all. <laughs> but the fourth, the fourth and quarter in overtime yeah. were amazing. Fourth quarter was great. Yeah. What do you guys? And, the, uh, and also another big part to mention is that there wasn't any ref conf- controversy in the Super Bowl, which I feel I, like hasn't happened in a minute. I am shocked that they did not call pass interference when they threw to Travis Kelsey in that end zone with a minute left on that third and eight play or whatever when they threw it to the front corner of the oh, end zone. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was – I forget what linebacker was on him, but he was face guarding him, so he didn't even have his head turned around. I'm shocked there was not a flag thrown. Uh, with how how many uh, – Yeah. Okay. With how many missed uh, holding calls there were on the Chiefs' offensive line this game, I, I think that that more than made up for it. Oh, it all worked out. The, the, script, the script went exactly how the NFL wanted it. It ended true. up working out. But I, I mean, comparatively to a lot of the recent Super Bowls, I mean, this was a pretty well. It was fun game. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, it it was for the most part the, well officiated. 
I mean, think about the controversy of the last, like the last Super Bowl between Chiefs and Eagles. The like, last two there Super Bowls, way more blowups. Yeah. The last two Super Bowls ended with a weird pass interference call at the end of the game. Was the was the Super Bowl before last year? Was that Chiefs Rams? Or sorry, was that Rams Bengals? Yeah, with that phantom Logan Wilson hold against Cooper Cup. Yeah, but they also got away with that face mask. No, yeah. But so. I'm saying with like a minute left on the clock, there were two holding defensive holding calls that were non-existent that really solidified the game for the offense. But yeah, that face mask 75-yard touchdown right after halftime, whole different story. <laughs> yeah, that one was crazy. That was a, that that was like an insane missed call. Like, yeah. I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that happened. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was against Jalen Ramsey, so it's okay. No one likes Jalen Ramsey. Well, cool. Uh, any any last thoughts from the Super Bowl before we tell the folks what we're going to do in the offseason? I pray they don't repeat. <laughs> oh, the Swifties would be unbearable. <laughs> would that put them? That would put them at five, wouldn't it? It would. Because yeah. aren't they at four now? Yeah. They won mm-hmm. three and they had the one. It was like Super Bowl three or something. Yeah, Super Bowl three. Yeah. So I put him at five, dude. That would yeah. tie him with the 49ers. Wow. Yeah. Dude, just five years ago, the Chiefs had one. Another. Yeah. Oh my Your god, honor, dude! This this run is insane, and I'd like to say we've never seen anything like it, but we have in our lifetime, yeah, we, which is kind of. I was about crazy. to say we literally <laughs> just did. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a real passing just, of the torch right now. It's just some bullshit that it happened in the AFC twice, you know. the one time Cincinnati is good in my lifetime and we have two greatest quarterbacks to go against sick it's like I don't know like could this be happening why can't it be the Cowboys you know like why can't it be us (laughs) why can't it be the Jets honestly dude I I would I don't want any more Dynasty I don't give a crap names. about that. I, dude, I would love to see the Jets three-peat. That would be so... What about the Panthers? I would buy a jersey. <laughs> dude, if, same with them. Browns, I, I, any of the shit teams, if any of them were to three-peat, I would buy a jersey. <laughs> I'm not talking Browns. Yes, I said it, Tanner. I said the Browns. Oh Browns might get relocated. Before we might have a two-person podcast after this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we might go to the original fourth down fiasco. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, the Browns 3P, I am the biggest elf fan on the planet. Yeah. I am not watching the NFL. <laughs> and on that oh, note, Tanner is gone. <laughs> hey, make sure you save that recording real quick. Well, then I'll just the Tanner's before, back. Before yeah. anything else, before what anything else screws up, let's uh, let, let's let's let the people know what we're going to do for the off season, so we can end this and hopefully have a file to be able to upload. I, I'd like to say beforehand, um, we've had a lot of technical difficulties. Yes, we. This, for those of y'all be... who have made it this far, this is our second go around, and you're we lucky made it we have halfway through the last. Yeah, uh, there almost wasn't a Super Bowl. Episode. I don't even know what happened to Tanner right there. He just disappeared. My internet's fine too. Like I'm looking at everything. Like you just I just went black. <laughs> and there can only be one black person on this. And yeah. <laughs> and there there can only be one black person on this podcast. We can't have you gone black too, Tanner. Come on. 
<laughs> Anyways, before we derail too much, in the off season, we are very excited to announce that we are going to be interviewing the fans, <laughs> the most important part of every team, the fans, and we want to just build a community. And so, uh, uh, Danny, do you want to talk a little bit more about kind of what we have lined up? You'll see a teaser on Saturday, which what is with it, what it is actually called, but. It's just we're bringing all 32 teams into this and we'll have a correspondent for each team and we'll just sit down and talk to them about how they're feeling about their team, what they want to see in the upcoming year and what they want to do in the offseason. Tanner, anything I'm missing without giving it away? No, I mean, we're, we're, we've talked about this and we kind of moved in this direction a little bit already with the mailbag episode we did, but we want to kind of shift gears a little bit, you know, there, you can find a million other podcasts that review every game, talk about what's going on, but we want to try to call themselves experts, call themselves experts. (laughs) We can't fucking predict the, predict the Super Bowl correctly. (laughs) Um, so it's going to be more interesting. I mean, we're going to have a lot more fan interaction. We're going to be bringing people on that we can interview and talk to them about, you know, how they feel about their teams. What do they want to see? And they're going to have way better analysis for teams that maybe we don't watch because realistically, I don't know about you guys, how much Panthers football are you watching? I was literally just about to say, I don't watch the Panthers. <laughs> how much, you know, how much Cardinals football are we watching? You know, there's, there's certain teams that, aren't doing that well or certain teams that are maybe fringe playoff teams or teams that go out in the first round that you're not going to really pay a whole lot of attention to. Um, so I think even, even with some of the, those insights. Yeah. Even with some of the better teams too. I mean, I, I didn't keep up with Kansas city much this past season just cause it's Kansas city. And you know, they're now the three times Super Bowl champs, but at the time they were the two time, you know, recent, uh, years Super Bowl champs, whatever, and you know I didn't really keep up with them because it's like uh, I'll see them in the playoffs. I'll see what they can do, and so yeah. yeah, being able to just bring people in and just being around a lot of people who like to watch ball—that's that's yeah, ball. that's the name of the game. It, we love it, ball. Just a civil conversation. We're not here to argue. We're just here to talk. We want a community. Yep. Yeah. So and we did our first in-person interview. Yeah, I was there. So we we do yeah. have an in-person interview coming up in a couple weeks. And uh, I know that I said this on Twitter, but I will say it again on the pod. We will have former NFL players on the pod, guaranteed. Bookmark it. Lock it in. Lock it in. There might even be some bling involved. There's some other former players. You can always reach us at fourthdownfiasco at gmail.com. Or add us on. Thank you for the plug. Yeah. Or tweet (laughs) us at fourthdown underscore pod. Or even if you're not a former player and you want to talk about your team, and if we don't have a correspondent for your team yet, you can be on our podcast. Yeah. And even as the seasons progress and stuff like we'll I'm sure we'll bring plenty of people even as the season is going on to, to talk about their teams and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you if we already have a correspondent for the off season, that doesn't mean that you won't ever get to be on the show. Um, we'll definitely if you if you want to be on, we will find a way to bring you on because, yeah. again, we just we just want to talk to people who love ball. So. 
Well, cool. Then uh, that takes us to the end of our show. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. It's been a fun season. Uh, it's It's been a joy to be with these fellas uh, talking football for uh, a third of the season because we started a little late. Yeah. Next year, next year we'll start from from preseason all the way through, and we'll have our, we'll hopefully have all of our technical issues done by then. And Fingers but crossed. definitely keep up with us in the off season again with the interviews. We're also going to be talking about UFL. ELF. Oh, uh, the ELF baby. Oh, the ELF baby. So, but until then, we will see y'all sometime soon, I guess. (laughs) See you next week for our new. For our. We might be rebranding, kind of. So look out. Peace. Adios, friends. Peace. Are you looking for a podcast to advertise your business? Well, you're in luck. Here at the Fork Down Fiasco, we're looking for show sponsors. Whether you want to be a platinum sponsor and be mentioned at the beginning and end of every episode, or you just want a simple 30 or 60 second ad, we got you covered. If you're interested in having a spot on our show, you can reach us at ForkDownFiasco at gmail.com. That's ForkDownFiasco at gmail.com. We are excited to hear from you and even more excited to have you on the show. Join the Fiasco family now. Keep doing a boat because they make me feel good.